I did not think of a funny intro this time. <laughs> Given certain circumstances, that is understandable. I didn't even think of an unfunny intro. Mm. I just realized <laughs> as I clapped my hand for the sound sync that I have nothing. Oh boy. I, I, I am a fraud. <laughs> I am a fraud and a, and a... I can't even think of another word. I'm a, I'm a Schmeckeldorfer. Does that make both of us Schmeckeldorfers? Or are you the Schmeckel and I'm the Dorf? I don't know. I, I, welcome to Under the Bridge. <laughs> welcome to Under the Bridge, everybody. <laughs> I'm Cody, a.k.a. the Scarlet Troll. And I am Greg, a.k.a. Greg. Yeah, we even updated the logo, finally. Yeah, logo new, new logo. Ooh. Only took like a year. Yeah, <laughs> they don't need to know about that. <laughs> I mean, they'll know. Fair. You look through the timeline, it's pretty obvious. Mm. <laughs> Anyways, it's a big week of stuff. Indeed. The Marvels is going to come out this weekend, and they dropped another trailer. <laughs> I can't believe they did that. Uh, I'll make more yeah. fun of that later. Yeah, indeed. Uh, there was a gaming thing you had, right? Yes, I did. So, one of the things that I love to talk about slash bitch and moan about on this show when it's relevant is a studio publisher bullshittery known as, probably too early to say that. That's <laughs> fine. It's not the F-bomb. I think that's all right. Uh, known as Motorsport Games. Recently, it was announced that Toka, the rights holder and I want to say governing body to the British Touring Car Championship, has announced that they have terminated their agreement with Motorsport Games, and in fact, a British Touring Car game will not be um, released. For reference, or for the uninitiated, uh, I want to say in like 2020 or so, Motorsport Games came to be, and they when they came to be, they announced that they had garnered the uh, rights to make games for several different racing se series, including IndyCar, NASCAR, BTCC, the WEC, which is like the main like International Sports Car Racing Championship. And pretty much since day one, it's been a shit show from this company in terms of like just hemorrhaging money everywhere, massive layoffs, nothing really coming from it. As I understand, as far as actual game development, anything, their WEC racing game has is still like an alpha. And that's about it over the three years or so. But it's been a tumultuous month for them as well, because within the last month, NASCAR canceled their deal with them and announced that they were making a game with the same people who make the iRacing video game. Toka has announced, you know, this cancel cancellation with the BTCC game. Oh, also, apparently, uh, Motorsport has laid off like 40% of its workforce over the past couple weeks. Oh. Uh, yeah. As I understand it, the only racing series that they still have some kind of agreement with for some strange reason are the IndyCar series and the World Endurance Championship, or WEC. I'm going to put money on... No. <laughs> Not for long? Yeah, like... So, to be honest, within the context of this touring car game, I personally think if this game came to be to begin with, it probably wasn't going to do very well because... The British Touring Car Championship, and honestly a lot of Touring Car Series in general, while very fun and very good fun to watch, are generally kind of, I don't want to necessarily call them niche, but they don't exactly have the fan base or really the demand, especially internationally, to, in my opinion, like make a video game dedicated to just that series work. For that game, it might so well in Europe, everywhere else in the world, like, nah. <laughs> I was kind of expecting this to happen to be if i'm being completely honest just not also on the back burner of like laying off a bunch of staff and hemorrhaging even more money mm. so i personally think this is probably the end of this company <laughs> like if nothing yeah the only thing i'm really holding out for even though i don't think it's going to be particularly good if it does happen is the indie car game and that's only just because there is as far as I can remember, outside of, like, 90s or early 2000s, like, PC simulators, there is not a single racing game that has had the St. Petersburg Street Course in it that IndyCar races on every year. Huh. And I want that. I want to play my home racetrack in a video game, daggone it. <laughs> because that's the only way I'll ever probably be able to experience the track in any capacity. <laughs> Fair. But yeah, it's just one of the another thing where it's just like, all right, we got another nail in the coffin. How many more nails do we need before it's just like completely tight? 
Not even Dracula could escape from it. <laughs> no zombies getting out of this. Yeah, for no, real. No, sir. <laughs> just not a good look. Like, the mm. whole NASCAR thing was already not great, but yeah, that's just, I think, like, one of the... It's gotta be one of the very last nails in their coffin. Speaking of not a good look, I also have some gaming news. Oh, boy. Earlier this year, Microsoft removed Twitter integration from Xbox consoles and from the game bar on Windows. Mm-hmm. And it seems they are no longer the only ones, because Sony oh. will be terminating integration with Twitter on PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 consoles next week. <laughs> next week, you say? Next week. <laughs> nice. They are not wasting any time. You'll Delicious. notice I'm refusing to call it by X, because what a nondescript, stupid idea from an absolute, I don't even know what to call him, of a human being? I, so, something that someone, because I remember reading a little bit on this right after it came out, something that someone posted that just kind of put it all together is like, remember, Twitter wasn't bought out because of any like major thing or because of a corporate change or whatever. Twitter was bought out to satisfy one man's personal narcissism. And it's like, yeah, that makes, that that is correct. <laughs> but a reminder, he used to work for PayPal. And they removed him from that, in part because he was incompetent and wanted to rename it X. Really? Yeah. That I did not- This I is mean, an obsession I... with him! Yeah, <laughs> it's just like X. This whole thing is the result of one man's personal letter fetish. <laughs> X gonna give it to you. What? Or in this case, X gonna hemorrhage money from you. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure, uh... I don't- I... I want to say Twitter has actually lost values compared to what it was bought for. Yeah, he bought it for $44 billion. It's now valued at $19 billion. Oof. <laughs> I think this came up in a previous episode. I'm pretty sure he set a record for, like, losing the most personal net worth or something similar. That's amazing. Or losing a certain value of net worth that no human being has ever managed to accomplish before. That's... No, if I say it's amazing and he hears this, it'll probably also fuel his narcissism. It's disgusting <laughs> is what it is. It is nasty. It is a bit gross. <laughs> Straight nasty. Mm, ooh, that's nasty. <laughs> Anyways, good thing I've been mostly just shiny hunting on Switch because it means I don't have to worry about sharing anything to Twitter. <laughs> I mean, that's a little disgusting in its own way, but not to that same degree. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> But I'm like 20% to a full living shiny dex now, so... Oh, fair enough. That's nothing to be proud of. I mean, well, how long have you been shiny hunting at this point? Uh, you know, that's a good question. <laughs> I forget exactly when it started. Okay. Has it been, like, a month? It's been that's a couple been... months, at least. It's been a couple months. Okay, well, by that rate, with any luck, you'll be done in a year's time. No, it's not gonna be that easy. Uh. <laughs> I'll guarantee it. Uh, fair. In some other news, mm -hmm. we're getting more Futurama. Yay! That is a yay, right? I don't know, actually, come to think of it. <laughs> I still haven't watched any of the new ones on Hulu. Yeah, same. But they picked it back up for an additional 20 episodes. Okay, then I guess that means that it's done well, then. Yeah, apparently. Hmm. I really need to start checking this out. I've just been busy. Fair. Insane. And the Comedy Central ones weren't as good as the original Fox ones, so... Mm. I've been a little hesitant. This is, again, that's understandable. Still, Futurama is a series near and dear to my heart, and I really ought to give it more support than I've been giving it. Mm -hmm. Or at least check it out and see if I feel like giving it more support. <laughs> Apparently these 20 episodes will be divided into two different seasons. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of se of series now only getting, like, ten episode seasons. Yeah, neither am I. But, like, literally fewer episodes than anime get in a season. Oof. Like, yeah, because, like, most anime usually get twelve episodes. Right. Mm. Echo's only got five. Does it now? Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> we'll have more to say about that later. Oh, yes. In the meantime, though, Futurama. Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, that, yeah. Yeah, it's it. There's more episodes, which is, I guess, I'm going to assume it's a good thing because I, I've never heard really a lot of bad stuff about Futurama on the whole, so I can only assume more Futurama is more good. If nothing else, it makes me want to watch what's already out more because now I don't have to worry about getting invested only for it to get canceled. Fair. <laughs> a real firefly effect there. Mm-hmm. 
In sadder news, mm-hmm. Superman and Lois will be ending with its fourth season. Oh, really? Yep, which actually brings the CWDC television era to a complete end. Oh, I didn't know that that was the last one, honestly. Yep, that is the very last. Everything else has either ended or been cancelled. Okay. <laughs> Alright, well, that was a... Was it like like 12-year run or something like that? Something like that. When did Arrow come out? That... Actually, hold on a second. Mm-hmm. Oh, 2012. 2012, so not too far off. Yeah, no, it's a, that's a 10-year reign. Mm-hmm. Wow. And the CW-verse comes to a close. <laughs> and a lot of it was shit. <laughs> a lot of it was shit. A lot of it was Garbo. <laughs> but the ambition cannot be understated. That's true. That Again, is true. this did give us Crisis on Infinite Earths, and they made it feel like a Crisis on Infinite Earths event. I will give them credit for that. Mm-hmm. There are also some really good castings. Hmm. Like keeping Matt Ryan as Constantine after NBC shot that series in the foot and left it to die. <sighs> okay. The main thing that stinks about this, though, is the fact that it's being canceled because of the fact that CW was acquired by Nexstar, which is now moving away from scripted formats and doing massive budget cuts across the board. Oh, that's encouraging. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So they're like, we don't really need DC anymore, and DC goes, that's fine, we probably don't really need you either. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's just how the business world goes, I suppose. We got everything we need now on Max. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it's like, well, how much? How much on Max? It's like, oh, we're not going to talk about that. We're not going to. We're not going to tell you about that. <laughs> nope, not a single thing to be said about this. Mm-hmm. I suppose I should uh, deliver the one other tiny baby bit of DC news. Okay. Which is that there were rumors flying around that Creature Commandos was pushed back to 2025. Okay. James Gunn set the record straight. It is still set to come out in 2024. Apparently there have never been any delays. Uh, what? With the strikes and all? <laughs> well, an- it's animated. Oh, okay, fair. It's animated yeah, but- and apparently everybody recorded their lines ages ago. Okay, fair enough. So it's just been a matter of animating, and the animators aren't on strike. Maybe they should be. They probably should be. It, it would probably be a good thing if the animators were on strike. Get yourself paid more. Make them, make them really squirm. Mm-hmm. Well, everything's already shut down, just really dig the knife in. <laughs> Do it. Or mm. don't, if you're happy with what you got. You could probably get more. Y- you could probably get more for what you do. Yeah. Isn't that the truth for all of us? Mm-hmm. Well, most of us. (laughs) Anyways, I'm still really looking forward to Creature Commandos. Alrighty. That is one of those things... God, when James Gunn took over DC, I wasn't hoping for Creature Commandos specifically because I had no idea it existed. But... (laughs) That was the type of thing. You know, Mm. that weird, off-kilter, not-well-known nonsense. Right. The absolute zenith of recognizability. So, like, they're equivalent to, like, Guardians before the movies. Yeah, like Guardians, or... There's something... Or Eternals! Or Eternals! Mm. Or Shang-Chi! You know, the kind of stuff where nobody in their right mind looking for A-list material would greenlight it, but somebody's like, I got an idea, so we're gonna do it! (laughs) Fair. And I guess we only have to wait until sometime next year, so hooray! Yay! No pushbacks for this one. I got a little bit of non-superhero news still remaining, which is that... You remember the whole Barbenheimer thing? Uh, yes. Many moons ago? (laughs) (laughs) By internet time? Yes, by internet time. Ancient history? (laughs) Well, the iron is apparently not cold and frigid yet. Oh, God. Because... I can't believe this. Oh, boy. Charles Band is actually going to be making a, a, an actual Barbenheimer movie. <sighs> Why? <laughs> well, he's admitted it's a blatant cash grab. So <laughs> that doesn't make it better. <laughs> I, respect, I respect the hustle. <laughs> Begrudgingly fair. <laughs> yeah, uh, per the Hollywood Reporter article, 
Film industry cynics may take one look at a newly announced low-budget comedy called Barbenheimer and a poster that uses Barbie's iconic pink font over a picture of a nuclear explosion and features, <laughs> and features a tagline, D-cup, A-bomb. Oh my god. And immediately assume it's simply a shameless attempt to cash in on a very recent cultural phenomenon. And those cynics would be absolutely correct, says Charles Band, the prolific B-movie icon who's been making low-budget horror comedy since the early 1970s. It's 100% true, he says. Is this one a horror comedy? Uh, apparently, (laughs) apparently it's a dark humor movie. Oh, I mean, well, okay. Man, I feel so annoyed by that, because it's like, it's like, Barbie is humor, and Oppenheimer is incredibly dark, so (laughs) I'm scared of- According to the synopsis listed in the article. Mm Mm-hmm. The film follows Dr. Bambi J. Barbenheimer, a brilliant scientist doll living in Dalton, Get Dalt-topia. the fuck out of here. <laughs> I'm not done. Fuck out of here with that name. Continue. Daltopia is a world of endless summers and beach parties, and it also follows her boyfriend, Twink Dollman. Twink? <laughs> Dr. Barbenheimer, incensed by the brutal treatment the dolls receive at the hands of human children, ventures into the real world, where she experiences humanity at its worst and naturally decides to build a giant nuclear bomb to take it all out. Okay. Uh, alright. This is... horrible. <laughs> I... yes. <laughs> this will be awful. Yeah, the, the, just everything about that sounded awful. I I am eagerly awaiting the trailer for this. <laughs> Same. Same. Because it's not always about the best that humanity and the film industry has to offer. Sometimes it's about the worst. And sometimes the worst is Barbenheimer. And sometimes the worst is indeed the best. Yeah. Uh, God, it's like, I, I was going to say too, it's like, man, I can't believe... That they're making a movie to cash money in on a meme, and then I remember the emoji movie is a thing, so mm-hmm. I can't really get that. Up- I can't really be that upset, even though I am upset. Yeah, no. Nope. <laughs> Let me get into the Marvel news. Oh boy, we got a few little bits and bobs here and there. Hmm. One of which is that we now have a release window for What If season two. Okay. Disney Plus has revealed through a press statement that it will debut this holiday season. Which makes me real curious why there's no goddamn trailer yet. Yeah, it's like this holiday season is right now. <laughs> That's some of the Marvel's level promotion. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I feel real bad for that movie. The yeah, same. Like, regardless of quality, they have not been keeping up on promoting this at all. No, they have not. So, uh, what if? Yeah, I'm. I'm probably gonna be disappointed, but I'm really hoping for more <laughs> actual what if. Okay. Because the biggest problem I have is that a lot of the episodes don't really feel like they're actually a what-if, you know? Mm. They feel like it's just like, let's just do a completely different story with with the MCU coat of paint. Mm. You, know, you know what? That's that's completely fair. I can, under, I can get behind that. I hate Party Thor so much. It's like gives a picture of Party Thor, and then gives a picture of Thor from the most recent Thor movies, like, they're the same picture. Yeah. Corporate needs you to find the difference. There isn't a difference. <laughs> God. Strange Supreme was good, though. That was good. I did enjoy the whole, um, Peggy Carter as, like, Captain Britain thing. That uh, one was good, but it was also, like, it, it was just Captain America, just slightly different. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. It's like, I, I also fully acknowledge that it was just a different telling on the same story we already got. And mostly, what what really disappoints me is when this series was initially pitched, we were supposed to be getting an episode for every movie in the Infinity Saga. Mm, oh, really? Yeah, no, originally they pitched it as that, and then they cut it down into two nine-episode seasons. Hmm. Some of which are going to be about Phase 4 stuff, and it's like, I feel like it's too soon to start going what if on Phase 4 stuff. Yeah, you haven't even finished the Infinity Saga. Disappointing. Yeah. You, yeah no, they did. Oh! Christ, Infinity forget- Saga was far from home. Christ, I forget. I for- Sometimes I forget how, how, I guess, relatively few movies there are. <laughs> yeah, we're in the Multiverse Saga now. Ugh, okay, fair. Never mind. Which already has a longer runtime than the entire Infinity Saga, and it's not <laughs> even like... Probably not even halfway done at this point. I don't know. Maybe it is. I- Mm. 
They keep pushing stuff back. True. Anyways, what if? It's in the holiday season, so, yeah. Right. It's in the holiday season, so, uh, right now. <laughs> yeah, where is it? Yeah, for real. Where's the trailer? You, you told us it's holiday season. It's the holiday season now, technically. Give me it. Mm-hmm. Surrender to me this thing. <laughs> in other very small bits of news. Okay. When talking with Deadline about his new short film, Blade director Yann Demange revealed that the movie is going to be rated R. Nice. Yeah! Shame we're never going to see it. <laughs> because the production is cursed as hell. <laughs> it is cursed! <laughs> it's, the production is still on pause currently, right? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, the short film he was talking about was Dami, which I wasn't familiar with, and I'm not even sure I'm pronouncing it correctly. Mm-hmm. It played recently at the Toronto Film Festival. But while talking about it, the subject of Blade naturally came up. Mm-hmm. And he said, They gave me the R, which is so important. I come out of this wanting to be more open. More ho- <laughs> that's, that's not how you intro that headline when your main character is a black person. <laughs> I, can't, I come out of this wanting to be more open, more vulnerable, and bring a more personal aspect to my work. But for Blade, we're going to have fun because Mahershala is such a deep actor. I'm excited to show a kind of ruthlessness, a roughness he has that allows him to walk the earth in a particular way. I love him for that. He's got a dignity (laughs) and integrity, but there's a ferocity there that he usually keeps under the surface. I want to unleash that and put it on the screen. I can get behind all of that. Just give us the freaking movie. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but pay your actors first. But pay your actors first, yeah. Yeah, we'll get into that. Mm Mm-hmm. So, we did get a trailer for Echo, and that's going to come up a bit more during trailer time, but there were some additional details, not necessarily related to the trailer, that mm-hmm. I want to cover. This part is related to the trailer, though. Uh, it is Marvel's first TVMA series. Marvel Studios, that is. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Which is a nice switcheroo. It would have been nice to get that in some other projects that can't... <laughs> Moon Knight! But... <laughs> and I like Moon Knight, but man, if some of these things that they're telling us now don't make me think, boy, I would have loved to see that last year. Mm. Anyways, TVMA, <laughs> uh, it's also getting a limited run on Hulu at its release. Okay. And it's going to be the first of a new banner by Marvel Studios called Marvel Spotlight. Oh. Okay, so you know what? When you wrote that in the notes for for this episode, I thought that was like the name of this whole like Marvel detail show. <laughs> no, because but you, I can't steal it now. Yeah, it's like I no, but I mean like in the sense of like all these details coming from Marvel is that okay? So that Marvel have their own like information show just called Marvel Spotlight because that sounds very corporate. <laughs> Damn it! That would have been a great idea. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Anyways, uh, during a Friday night screening of the first two episodes of Echo, mm-hmm. head of streaming Brad Winderbaum said, Marvel Spotlight gives us a platform to bring more grounded, character-driven stories to the screen, and in the case of Echo, focusing on street-level stakes over larger MCU continuity. Just like comics fans didn't need to read Avengers or Fantastic Four to enjoy a Ghost Rider Spotlight comic, our audience doesn't need to have seen other Marvel series to understand what's happening in Maya's story. So basically, this is where they're going to put the equivalents to, like, Punisher, Luke Cage, etc. Presumably, I I don't understand. Mm. This confuses me. The only thing that bugged me about that description was when they were saying, it's like, the more grounded street-level stuff, it's like, so the Netflix Marvel shows. we it's This isn't necessarily new, you guys kind of already did that. Yeah, but the Marvel Studios didn't do that. Oh, uh, fair. <laughs> but what gets me is it's like, Okay, so it, this is the stuff that, I guess, isn't part of the bigger multiverse saga, but, like, you already have stuff that feels like it's not that, like Hawkeye. Mm. Or, I don't know, Eternals doesn't seem like it's all that important. True. It's kind of a thing of, because the multiverse saga already feels so disjointed and disconnected, mm. mm-hmm. it doesn't... It seems like you don't need to do this now. I feel like they're doing it because they part of my brain, the cynicism in my brain can't help but go. It's like, they probably go, it's like, you know, everything's a little bit disjointed. We can kind of tell random good stories that are canon, but aren't necessarily related and not overall important to everything else. So here we go. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. It just doesn't feel necessary. Yeah. Like, to me, this just says, 
you don't have to watch Echo to get what's going on, which is like, okay. Then why are we doing this? <laughs> why do you need a whole banner for that? Because we can. <laughs> I'm still a little salty about Moon Knight. Like, I like Moon Knight. I like yes. most of the Moon Knight series. Yes. Except for the giant CGI god kaiju fight at the end. <laughs> what the fuck? Ugh. Anyways, uh, I'm hoping Moon Knight Season 2, if it gets one, might be under this, and maybe let them go a little harder with the action. Mm-hmm. Remember when they said Moon Knight was gonna be really bloody and, like, vicious, and then they cut away from the last fight? <laughs> I thought that was kind of brilliant, but also I'm a little frustrated. Yeah, because it's like, alright, that's good, but that kind of goes against what you said you were hoping to do with this. Yeah. No, I, I don't... Mm. Yeah. <laughs> So there's that. Uh, God, you know what? You know what? I'm shooting my shot. I'm putting. I'm putting it down just to throw it out there, guys. Mm-hmm. This is the perfect banner to do some kind of weird world thing. What's weird world? Weird world is just like this crazy alternate magic dimension. Okay. There's a couple different runs. One involves Archon, who's like this discount Conan the Barbarian guy going around. <laughs> okay. Post Secret Wars. The 2015 one, it got a relaunch where this random girl ends up in Weird World and she teams up with, with a wizard who's been transmuted to a cat and a wizard slayer. <laughs> and they're trying to stop Morgan Le Fay from taking the place over. And it was it was mm. really weird. I think you've got the opportunity for a really good like Alice in Wonderland type story, but actually going colorful with it, unlike when Tim Burton did it. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I feel like it's a really interesting thing. And it would help explore the other dimensions and magic side of things. Mm-hmm. And maybe you could have, like, if you go with the normal girl finds her way here, maybe she could work for, like, saber or armor or sword or something afterward. Or maybe she just never pops up again. Maybe Doctor Strange pops up. I don't know. It's just a, it's just a thought. Mm. This seems like a great time to do it, though, if you've got this whole banner. Also, give me another Werewolf by Night. <laughs> I swear, I swear, this is the last time I'm gonna bring it up for a while. For a while, he means a week. For like but I a want week it. Yet. <laughs> I want it. Indeed. Yeah. So I did show you that they have given us a look at Echo's new costume. Yes. Apparently, it is traditional Chokta Powwow attire. So that's neat. That is neat. I respect what they're going for. Yeah. I mean, that does win points with me, but I still think it's it's very busy. At least it's busy compared to her regular costume. Mm-hmm. And this, combined with another comment made by the director and producer, Sidney Freeland, makes me kind of wonder if they actually want to do Echo at all. Oh boy, what did they say? <laughs> well, in the comics, Echo has the ability to mimic the motions of other people. Hence the name. Okay. You know, it's an echo. She's echoing yeah. their movements. Right. Freeland said, Her power in the comic books is that she can copy anything, any movement, any whatever. It's kind of lame. I will what? say, that is not her power. <laughs> I'll just kind of leave it at that. Oh, that's... I understand that is... making changes. But that's not encouraging. I understand that maybe you want to tell a different kind of story and that some things are going to change. When you call the source material lame, though, that's where I draw the line and get a little fucking irritated. Yeah. Because it's like, fuck off a little bit, honestly. <laughs> you could have just said, this, is, this, this isn't what we, we wanted to do, something that was a little more grounded in her background, which is fair. Yeah. That's a fair take. When you call what she did before in the comics lame, that's when it turns into... Okay, are you implicitly admitting that Black Widow was lame because it had Taskmaster? <laughs> because I will 100% say that Taskmaster was kind of lame. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. That's not encouraging. It's not encouraging. It's not. It's generally not a great thing to say about the thing that your production is taking inspiration from to begin with. I'm sick of people making this kind of stuff who come off like they think they're better than the material. Because mm -hmm. don't get me wrong, there's some silly shit. Yeah, there's some, in the comics there's some silly shit, and I imagine in the comics there's probably some pretty poor source material. <laughs> the comics have a Thanos copter. I beg your pardon. Their uh, Spidey Super Stories was a comic line that was basically made for kids, and okay. 
in it, there's a bit where Thanos goes looking for a cosmic cube, and he has a helicopter. It's a bright yellow helicopter that just has the name Thanos written on the tail. Okay. <laughs> and it features Spider-Man and the cat teaming up to stop him from getting a cosmic cube. He gets the cosmic cube, creates an earthquake, and the earthquake causes him to drop the cube, and then he gets arrested and let off by regular New York police. I just looked up a picture of this helicopter and a couple of the panels where it shows up. This is one of the most depressing things I've ever seen. <laughs> it's, it's, it's ridiculous. It looks so sad. <laughs> it's ridiculous and I'll 100% admit it, but there's... <laughs> you have to like mm -hmm. a character's base power set if you call that lame that really gets the impression that you don't actually care about this character that you're making a thing out of right I don't know we'll see mm -hmm. let's go into the strike news oh boy do -do 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 -do. pay your fucking actors so the AMPTP presented what they called their last best and final offer mm-hmm we still don't know exactly what it is. Right. We do know that SAG-AFTRA has not taken the deal. Was there any reason given? The main sticky point was AI. We just went over this with the writer's strike. <laughs> yeah, the AMPTP is seeking to secure AI scans for Schedule F performers. Those are guild members who earn more than the minimum for series regulars and feature films. The suggested clause would require studios and streamers to pay to scan the likeness of Schedule F performers. SAG after seeking to attach a compensation for the reuse of AI scans, as member companies would also need to secure consent from the performer. The language currently in the AMPTP's offer would see studios and streamers secure the right to use scans of deceased performers without the consent of their estate or SAG after. Yeah, no. Fuck <laughs> off! That's. Bruh. <laughs> Bruh. What makes you think you're gonna get away with, yeah, we're gonna pay you once for a scan and then use it forever? Including after you die. After you don't... goddamn die. And we're not gonna consult your family or anything if it's cool. Like, Jesus Christ. That's just... That is horrifically tone deaf. <laughs> also, like, fuck off for coming at it with this is our last best final offer. What are you gonna do if they say no? Yeah. <laughs> what are you gonna do if they say no? Which they just did. What now? Yeah. Checkmate, you big idiots! Oh, oh uh, well. Um, uh, mm, let's just uh, wait. We can't do it without actors, so uh. yeah. <laughs> Which once again, the exact same things. I mean, we're probably with changes in the nitty gritty details, but the exact same things as this just happened with the writer strike. Literally, the whole thing is like, this is our last best offer and AI. It's like, bro, you guys just don't learn. <laughs> How many times do we have to teach you this lesson, old man? For real. Holy shit, that is horrific. <laughs> Terrible. Absolutely stupid. Ghoulish, even. Yes. Ghoulish. Ghoulish. Point is... <laughs> what the fuck? I don't even know yeah. what the point is. Yeah, like... The point is they want to save money. Yeah. Jesus. God, these people are stupid. Right? <laughs> I just, I can't believe the gall of calling it last, best, and final. It's like, okay, we don't accept it. Now what? <laughs> I didn't plan for this. I figured I could intimidate you into accepting the deal. <laughs> no, it's like, no, that's not going to happen, because we paid attention to the writer strike. <laughs> you already tried this before, and it didn't work. Yeah, what makes you think you're going you're gonna to try it again? And it'll George, they're onto us! It's a whole thing of, like, freaking the hallmark of insanity is doing the same thing over and over. And expecting a different result. Yeah. <sighs> Disgusting. Despicable. De distressing. Delirious. Delirious, even. Mm -mm. So, uh, yeah, I guess uh, don't expect this to wrap up anytime soon. Nope. <laughs> Every time I keep hoping. Mm-hmm. Every time. Foolish, I suppose. Yeah. Insert joke here. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Want to do trailer time? Sure, let's do trailer time. All right, we actually had a few this time, as opposed to last week. Mm-hmm. It's trailer time again! We've got movie previews to watch! It's trailer time again! We got Ryan Gosling's The Fall Guy. I am so confused because I can't exactly figure out what this movie is supposed to be, and I still really want to see it. Well, I guess I shouldn't call it Ryan Gosling's The, the Fall Guy because I don't think he's directing it. No. He's just starring in it. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me double check that, actually. 
No, it's David Leitch who's directing it. Okay. Wasn't that the guy from the first Deadpool? Oh, Deadpool 2. Deadpool 2. I was going to say, like, there is a Deadpool vibe with this trailer, so... And he co-directed the first John Wick. Oh, really? Okay. (laughs) No, as I understand it, it's Ryan Gosling's character is a stuntman who ends up getting hired to work on an ex's movie. Mm Mm-hmm. And then the actual main lead actor goes missing, and he ends up embarking on a quest to get the actor back, so that way he can get back with his ex. Yeah, that's why I said as well, it's like, this seems a little ridiculous and confusing and all that. When you said it was being headed up by the guy who did, like, um, both Deadpool 2 and John Wick, it's just like, alright, you know what? That makes sense. That, <laughs> that uh, that just made it, that just kind of sweated all together, because it's, this premise is weird. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Wait, this is based on a TV series? You know what? I could have sworn that the Fall Guys name sounds familiar. No, uh, Fall Guys is a video game. It's a f- <laughs> Okay, then I got it. Well, oh! hey, look, it's common combination of words, I guess. Yeah. Alright, yeah, so The Fall Guy was a ABC TV show that ran from 1981 to 1986. Hollywood stuntman who moonlights as a bounty hunter. He uses his physical skills and knowledge of stunt effects, especially stunts involving cars or his large GMC pickup truck, to capture capture fugitives and criminals. He is accompanied by his cousin and stuntman in training, uh, Howie Munson, who studied in Nashville, who Colt frequently calls Kit, and occasionally by fellow stunt woman jo- uh, Jody Banks. Huh. Yeah, this had 113 episodes, too. Wow. All the right. Cast look, the cast for this looks great. Oh, uh, for the for the for the new movie or the nineteen eighties for the movie. Show? Okay. Because <laughs> I mean, fresh off of Barbie, I I will watch Ryan Gosling in anything. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Emily Blunt's great. Aaron Taylor Johnson is usually good. Mm-hmm. Winston Duke is in this. Yes, he is. And Stephanie Sue. All right. Okay. Cool. Yeah. No, this looks like a good time. Yeah. No, I'm excited. Or at least it should hopefully be a good time, I guess is more accurate to say. Yeah. At the very least, it should be an entertaining time. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no. This looks decently funny. It's a weird premise, and yeah, I, I, I had a hard-ish time wrapping around, like, okay, is any of this, like, is some of this part of the movie, or what, what, what is this? Right. But when does this come out? Oh, March 1st, assuming it doesn't get delayed because of the ongoing strikes, which it probably will. It probably will be, yeah. Guess we'll see. Mm. We got a trailer for Godzilla Minus One, and Toho, just take my money. Yeah, no, this looks good. And still just as terrifying. <laughs> you don't have to show me anything else about this movie anymore. I'm just, I'm, I'm in. I'm sold. I'm, you, you got me. I'm good. That's it. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm still not 100% sure why it's Minus One. Mm. Yeah, I'm not, sh- I mean, probably something representing like a, um... A change in time or what have you or like diff- different timeline or anything like that or i don't know because this isn't related to the movie verse is it not the legendary one no hmm no definitely not okay is it a reboot uh, uh, i don't know i don't really know how the japanese godzilla films approach continuity <laughs> i'm not sure either myself oh well no, this just some very good destruction. It's it seems like everybody's properly out of their depth as you should be against Godzilla. Right, especially coming out of post-war Japan as well. Yeah, definitely. Should not be expecting that. Properly terrifying too. Oh yeah, 100%. This is Godzilla as embodiment of something's wrath. I don't know if it's nature, god. <laughs> Powers beyond Draken. Mm-hmm. Or Barbie. One of the two. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Mm. Uh, this is very exciting. Right, right. When he picks up that one train with the person still in it, yeah. <laughs> they are dead. Indeed. In trailers I was not expecting to be excited by, but actually really like, we got a trailer for Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. So, I figured that this series was done. <laughs> Same. <laughs> because when I found out about this being made, it's like, there hasn't been a, a mo- one of these movies in, what, like, six years or so? Yeah, 2017. Okay. No, yeah, I mean, it looks like a good time. 
And I'll admit, I didn't see the last one. I haven't seen any of them. I haven't even seen the original ones from the 80s and 90s. (laughs) Yeah, I'm still behind on those. But let me tell you, I saw, what was it, Dawn? I think Dawn was the first of the new trilogy. I saw that Mm -hmm. one. It was really good. Mm-hmm. I saw Rise. I liked that one quite a bit. And then the trailer for War came out, and I got a little tired of the whole thing. Because <laughs> it's a prequel trilogy, right? It's supposed mm-hmm. to be like, it's it's a setup of, it's supposed to be setting up a new Planet of the Apes. And all right. I could think was, how many movies do you need to get to the monkey's win? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, well, I mean, it seems like this movie is trying to kind of... Set that up? No, this is an advancement. This is, they're already in charge of the planet, which I I, I like it. That's good. Mm-hmm. Because what was really frustrating me was it felt like wheel spinning for the for the first trilogy by the end of it. Mm-hmm. Like in the trailer when that one guy goes, if we lose, it will be a planet of apes. And I'm just like, looks at title, hmm, wonder if they lose. Yeah, it's like, I wonder how that's gonna go. <laughs> you didn't you didn't need three of these. You arguably didn't even need two of these. Mm. But this, this is exciting. Yeah, this is... The monkeys talk. Maybe they talked in the third one. I don't know. Mm. It's definitely interesting how it seems like a reversal of state with the monkeys being advanced and all that and the humans seeming to be feral. So... Yeah. That's a, that's a different one. I guess it's... Well... Yeah, I feel like it's a different one, or at least it's an interesting, um, like, kind of, like, difference of facts, if, if nothing else, just because, like, you see the monkeys are advanced, you see that the um, humans have re- regressed to a feral state, but you also see that there's very clearly, like, cities that are overgrown and all that, so... Right. As Again, as someone with zero frame of reference for any of the previous movies, there's definitely a lot of interesting things and potential plot lines being set up here that I see. Yeah. What is it? Oh, May. Okay, hopefully. Oh, okay. Hopefully May. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got this little thing called a SAG after strike and stuff. Fingers Man, just ev- everything that we almost everything that we are talking about and have talked about is just like with an asterisk next to it. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's 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 go to the Echo trailer. Okay, is it bad that it bothers me that for a I know one of Echo's things is that she can read lips and all that, but is it bad that it bugs me that for a movie where one of the serious. big things that serious, thank you. Where one of the main things is that our main character is deaf, is that everyone just keeps talking to her like normal, including Wilson Fisk. I mean, we never actually see him talking to her that much. Mm. So this narration, so he could be doing it to himself. He could just be talking like to himself about her. Well, I mean, for me, it was kind of what what really kind of dug that in for me was at the very end of it. Oh, yeah, where he's got the eye patch. Yeah, and he's just like, so who's the real monster with her pointing a gun at her? It's just like, this This might be one of those things where it bothers me more than it needs to, but it still yeah, kind of does Yeah, she reads bit. lips. Why Why is that a problem? I don't know. What <laughs> if he had his back to her? <laughs> then I'd understand. Mm-hmm. Here, no, that I don't understand why that would be irritating. It's like, the guy who speaks English is speaking English to the person who can read lips and therefore understand it. Mm. Eh, I don't know. <laughs> what gets me is how much Kingpin is in this trailer. He is in this trailer a lot. <laughs> the good, A good solid like first bit of it is just him wailing on a guy. Like I feel like overall he's in the trailer more than Echo is. Who deserves it, I should, ma- I should add. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, Kingpin's a bad guy. Yes. But that hot dog stand guy was just mean to a deaf child. Yeah. <laughs> and therefore, it is free game to beat the shit out of him. Yeah, it's like, alright, so Kingpin is actually a murderer, but you, my man, yeah, you just up earned yourself an ass whooping. You are a bully. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like, it's like, I, like, I am literally about to end this man's whole career and life. Uh, yep. <laughs> although, I will be honest, I know it's supposed to kind of set up how, in a sense, Two-Face Kingpin is, but I couldn't help but laugh a little bit when he's like, reaches out to Echo, he's like, don't be afraid. And it's like, dude, you're talking to a deaf little girl covered in blood. Like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. you, just beat the pul- you just beat a guy to a pulp and you're like, don't be afraid. I'm pretty sure some fear is normal. Yeah. <laughs> some fear is expected. 
I like how it, but I like how that humanizes Kingpin while also establishing this is an absolute monster of a human being. Right. It doesn't make him better. It it honestly makes him worse because it's mm. like, oh, you are capable of having emotions and being fond of something, and that doesn't stop you in the slightest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This does. This definitely does look TVMA, though. I'll give him that. Yeah. No. Yeah. Like, just between like the blood and the neck snaps and all that. And the gunshots. And the gunshots. It's like, alright, so this is not our usual ilk when it comes to, like, how it's, like, censored or anything like that. So that's encouraging. And I guess, to be fair, since Echo doesn't speak, it does make sense to have Kingpin be the sort of voiceover character. Mm-hmm. Especially because, according to Sidney Freeland, Echo is a straight-up villain in this. Okay. Alright, so there's no, like... There's no anti-hero shenanigans or anything like that. I mean, she might become one, who knows. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, no, she's a straight-up villain who works for the Kingpin, so... Alright. And, and that is true, because in Hawkeye, she only left because she found out he killed her dad. <laughs> it wasn't some big crisis of, oh no, I work for a monster, it's this asshole killed my dad. Right. Which, I appreciate that apparently they're not painting it as some big heroic metamorphosis. Right. It's just a straight-up selfish realization of, you double-crossed me, you motherfucker. Yeah. Whatever her powers are, though, for this show, since apparently her comic ones are lame, <laughs> not much indication here of what she's supposed to have instead. Yeah, no, when I saw this, apparently she has powers or, or whatnot. Like, of course, not. I didn't know, like, her power before was to be able to, like, perfectly mimic, like, people's movements, but it's like, okay... What other powers does she need? It feels like she's very self-sufficient on her own, just kicking people's asses as normal. You better not have just given her, like, super strength or something like that, because if you had the balls to call movement copying lame and then just basically made her a super soldier, of which there are already 50 of them... For, for real. You better not have, is mm. all I'm gonna say about that. Right. Then we also got a final trailer for the Marvels, but, like... What's the point? We're seeing it this weekend. Yeah, it's literally coming out this weekend. It doesn't matter. Like, they should have led with this trailer. This is the best <laughs> one. Yeah. What is wrong with you? <laughs> or at the very least, you should have released this months ago. Yeah. You dinguses. That's all I have to say about that. Right, same. Box office time. Oh boy. It's still Five Nights at Freddy's. Of course it is. But it did take a big drop. Okay. 19 million domestically this weekend. Compared to, what was it last week? I want to say, it was definitely higher than that. One sec. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, 76% domestic drop. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's a big drop then. Yep, huge. Hmm. Which makes sense. Everybody who wanted to see this movie saw it first weekend. And probably doesn't have a major desire to see it a second time. Unless you're a big fan of the material, which... You probably are, but good luck convincing your parents to let you go see it again. <laughs> right. I'm certainly probably not going to see it again, because the more I think about it, the more I realize, no, this is actually kind of boring. Yeah. Anyways, it's sitting at $113.6 million domestically and $215.8 million worldwide. Since its budget was only 20 to 25 mil, it's, it doesn't matter. It doesn't freaking matter. How it drops off doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Second place is Taylor Swift, The Eras Tour. Okay. $13.6 million domestic weekend, $166 million domestic total, $231.9 million worldwide. Alright. Third place, Killers of the Flower Moon. Still no intermission. <laughs> $6.8 million domestic weekend, $52.2 million domestic total, $119 million worldwide. Hmm. Fourth place, the movie I saw, Priscilla. $5 million okay. domestic weekend, $5.3 million worldwide. Alrighty. And in fifth place, a movie I didn't even know was coming out called Radical. Hmm. A teacher in a Mexican border town full of neglect, corruption, and violence tries a radical new method to unlock the students' curiosity, potential, and maybe even their genius. And it's called competitive esports. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's good. $2.6 million domestic weekend and total for a $7.7 .7 million worldwide total. Uh, alrighty. So, yeah. So, I saw Priscilla. Alright, and I how actually is wasn't, 
Well, first I want to say I wasn't sure what I was going to do, and then I put up a Twitter poll, and much to my surprise, some people actually voted. Yay! Right? I'm very pleased. I'm very touched. Engagement. If you if you voted the poll and you're watching this now, thank you. And also, if you're not already, please like, comment, subscribe. <laughs> I'm very desperate. Indeed. Same. The both of us are. You subscribed? I am subscribed. Good. I'm glad. We can still be friends. Yay. Hooray! <laughs> yeah, no, I was very surprised because I put both as an option, and I figured the internet would want me to suffer more by having to make time to see two movies. Hmm. But instead, most of the votes went to Priscilla, so that's what I saw. Excellent, excellent. Yeah. Uh, this is about Priscilla Presley, Elvis's wife-turned-ex-wife, I think. Hmm. I, I, did they divorce eventually? Probably. Yeah, ex-wife. Yep. Yeah. Boom. And uh, it, so it's kind of hard to talk about this movie without spoilers because it revolves around a real-life situation. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to say off the top, I think the movie is worth checking out because it's very well done and it's very, the point that they're trying to make about what a bad idea the relationship was mm-hmm. is, I think, well executed. Okay. So it's definitely worth it for that. It's also an uncomfortable movie. I, I can only imagine. Because <laughs> if I had to sum up, it is about a whirlwind and totally not at all manufactured romance mm-hmm. in which a cynical Elvis, already in the middle of his career, finds love in an unexpected place. And his new and his new girlfriend, wrapped up in the spontaneity of this newfound relationship, gradually comes to the realization that there are obstacles love cannot overcome, that getting involved with the world's most famous musician at the time, probably, I don't know, I assume. Mm-hmm is going to have its tribulations, not the least of which being, it can be hard to love a man who seeks validation from everyone else, but is bad at accepting no. (laughs) Yeah, that's not a great combo. And then, an hour into the movie, she graduates high school, and surprisingly... (laughs) (laughs) Alright. And surprisingly, the relationship does not improve from there. Oh, God, I... <laughs> I had you I, going, huh? No, <laughs> so, it's, I don't, obviously I don't know a lot about Elvis or Priscilla. I know that it's, like, generally speaking, he more or less married, like, more literal, less figurative, but still applications of both a child. <laughs> yeah, but, when, apparently when they met, uh, he was 24, she was 14. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, that's not a good gap. No, it is not. Like, and they, it, to the film's credit, because I, I was under the impression, and I, I must have been mistaken, or maybe I mixed it up with something else, I was under the impression they were kind of glossing over it. No, this movie never ceases, it never misses an opportunity to remind you that she is a child. <laughs> and that what Elvis is doing, while not necessarily malicious, is still manipulative, predatory, and wildly inappropriate. Indeed. (laughs) Not great. No, not in the slightest. Not not at all. Mm. But props to Jacob Elordi, who plays Elvis in this, for portraying him... I never really think of him as the villain. Mm -hmm. But he also never really gets my sympathy. Right. It's the case of... You're in a bad spot yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. But that doesn't excuse everything that you've done and continue to do. Right. And that doesn't make it okay, and that doesn't change that you should know better. <laughs> Probably. Probably, ideally. Six seasons of BoJack Horseman prepared me well for this kind of movie. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know if that's impressive or concerning. It's one of those two. Or probably both. <laughs> it's impersoning. It's impersoning. <laughs> and the reason I gave props to Jacob Elordi first, was so I could then push him aside because it's not really Elvis's movie, and heap an entire mountain of praise on Kaylee Spaney, who plays Priscilla over the course of the entire movie. Hmm. Wait, so... Because I'm assuming the movie goes through time and all that, so, like, is it, like, a thing, like, she changes, like, how she acts as she gets older and all that? Yes. 
Oh, oh, that's cool. Yeah, no, she does a really good job starting off as this wide-eyed, vulnerable person already out of their element. Mm -hmm. Latching on to some semblance of familiarity and, you know, starstruck awe. And then Mm. gradually, hardening is not the right word. Mm. It's more like, you know that chocolate syrup that when you pour it over ice cream, it makes a shell? (laughs) Yeah. And like, yeah, it's technically a shell, and it's technically protecting the ice cream, but it doesn't take a lot of effort to snap it. Mm. That's what she does. Okay. She covers herself in a chocolate syrup ice cream shell. <laughs> where there's an attempt at defense, but it's brittle, and you can see the cracks forming the whole time. Right, okay. Because, God, right from the start, there's a bit where I might be reading into this. Mm-hmm. The whole reason she gets involved with Elvis is that because her her family is state her, her dad's with the military and they're they're stationed in Germany, mm-hmm. so she's already out of her element, right? And some guy who's friends with Elvis just invites her to a party. Oh, as one does. Because apparently Elvis is feeling really homesick and could use like somebody else from back in the states to talk to. Oh. As one does. Is what the movie gives, and all I can think is, this is just, this is just this guy fishing to get his buddy some, oh, this isn't good. Yeah, because I'm like, I'm I'm assuming that the guy in question is also an American, right? Uh, yeah, because he's yeah, also so in the military. So then, th- that's your, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's gross and uncomfortable, and it's great because you can see the dominoes lining up. And you can see where this is all a bad idea, but you can also see where, why she obviously goes along with it. And you can also see her parents sort of enable it, but they're very much against it. But you can feel them, you can feel the box closing in around them the whole time. Okay. Where it's kind of a no-win situation. Because, like, yes, the relationship is wildly inappropriate. And there's a point where they're, you can hear the parents having a discussion about it. And the mom brings up, if we... If we try to stop her, she will hate us forever. Mm. Because it's... It, yeah. Yeah. Like, it, we we have a teenager that's already, like, well outside of her general death. Has probably, like, no connection to anything around her. And then it's, like, not, not like, defending this or anything like that. But I understand where she's coming from. Because it's like, alright, she finally has the one thing of familiarity that she has. And we're going to be like, no, it's bad. Even though, objectively, it is very bad. Right. (laughs) But it's not on her to know that. Right. Which is something else. God, it's it's uncomfortable. It's an uncomfortable movie. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's, like, there's little tricks where, like, I don't feel like it's... I don't want to say I don't feel like it's intentional. Because Mm -hmm. I feel like it is, but I feel like it's that kind of... It's that kind of intentional where... What's the best way I could put this? When when Elvis is first talking with her, he asks, uh, what, what are you, a junior or a sophomore? And she answers, she's in ninth grade. He goes, oh, you're basically a baby. And then... <laughs> and then just a couple minutes later, he st- he's playing a song on the piano, and I don't remember what song it is, but it's got the word baby in it, as like, you know, ro- as a romantic pet name kind of thing. Mm. And it's like, I feel like this is reinforcement. This is some kind of. I feel like this is you trying to impress her and also like turn it into a into a cute little pet name. And he does call her baby multiple times throughout the movie, obviously, which wouldn't mean as much because that is a common term of endearment, except for the fact that he remarks on it very early when they first meet. So it feels yeah. like it 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 it. That's part of why I like the movie because it's mm-hmm. it's uncomfortable like that. It does that reinforcement of nope. This is not correct. This feels manipulative, and you can feel where it's coming from. A he doesn't mean anything by it, but he's not thinking about how. Ab- but then he is. Mm-hmm. But then he is. There are clear moments where he acknowledges, like, uh, uh-uh. <laughs> and it's like, but you did it anyway. Yeah. It's fucked. It's a fucked it, up situation. It is a bit fucked up. The music's also really good. There's actually no Elvis music in it. Really? Yeah, they. Uh, I. I don't think they could get the rights. <laughs> that's. That's interesting. Well, you can understand where his label probably wouldn't really approve of having his music in this kind of portrayal. Yeah, that's fair. 
Okay. And there are actually bits where the music itself, like, it sounds period appropriate, but there's little things like piano stings or, like, certain chords being played that give the whole thing an almost sinister undertone, even while it's still ostensibly hmm. upbeat. Oh, that's interesting. Just it like... stuck out to me, and I don't know if I'm imagining it or not, but that's the impression that I got. I mean, if that is the case, and that is... That's a lot of points one with me on an instant. I, I yeah. love like little subtle details, especially auditory details where it's like mostly familiar, but just the little tiny things that it's like the thing like subtle but still profound. Right. It's like hey, yeah, it's like hey, this is, we're not going to like completely take you out of it, but don't get comfortable right now. <laughs> there were points where the music is playing, and I'm going, mm, this this is mostly a happy scene and feels kind of trapped, but something something's off. I mean, yeah. something is off because this is a man. This is a man who's actually bringing a high schooler away from her parents to live with him. Yeah, it's like, something's off. What makes you say that? There's gestures broadly at the premise of the movie. Come on a hunch! <laughs> <laughs> and then as, as, as she spends more time with him, especially after she ends up moving back to the States, mm -hmm. you can feel where it gets to be a worse and worse idea because, like, He's controlling not necessarily in that physically domineering sense, mm -hmm. but in the I'm holding my I, I I'm holding you hostage via my approval functionally. Mm, like there's probably. a point there's a point where they go out shopping and all the clothes she tries on, he keep the things that she wants. He keeps saying aren't really like flattering or whatever, and it's clear that he's like foisting his taste on her. Mm -hmm. It's uncomfortable. There's a point where they get into a disagreement because he had a fucking affair, and <laughs> it's like it's like, oh come on, baby. <laughs> it's like I just like fucked another girl. It's no big deal. <laughs> That's and then it, she she gets the idea that he might be having another one and calls him out on it, and he proceeds to flip out and threaten to send her back to her parents. Where it's like, no, that would be the good idea, but that would be very much the good idea there. It's 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 uncomfortable. As it should be, because it's yeah. not great. Right. And he's... I, I... It really is crazy how, to me, like, he's a bad guy in this movie, but mm -hmm. he's not a monster. Yeah. Or at least, he's not... He's not a monster in the traditional sense. He's not... It's... He's he's very clearly the villain, but he's not villainous in a sense that destroys the suspension of disbelief. It's still, I'm I'm assuming his the bad things he's done are done in a way where you can be like, no, this is how unfortunately a normal terrible human being would operate. Yeah, no, there's a humanity to it that makes it not understandable. It makes it understandable, but not sympathetic it's... or excusable, even though. There are points where you maybe feel a little bad for him. Yeah, it's like, it's it's all pretty much indefensible, but at the same time, it's not so completely insane that you can't go, I don't see how, how he got to this point. Yeah, it's the cool motive still murder meme, but it's the sad motive <laughs> still predatory. Yes. <laughs> all in all, yeah, no, this is a, it, it, it's a... It sounds like a good movie, but also a deeply uncomfortable one. Yeah, yeah. There's especially... Oh, God, there's a couple points that really get me later on. One is when she's pregnant. Mm-hmm. And Elvis ends up talking to her about something. He's like, I think we need a break. <laughs> she's pregnant, bro. <laughs> yeah, like, you can feel... There's a she. She's like, all right, just tell me when you want me to leave. And she's clearly frosty about it, and he backpedals. And you can feel the vibes of, oh, yeah, this is a great time for me to take a break with this goddamn baby inside of me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely the perfect time for me to take a break from you, because I don't need the help. Right. I think my favorite part is when the baby is due, she gets Elvis awake, and he's getting his boys to, like, get ready to pack up the car or whatever, and you can hear them all frantically flailing around in the background, and meanwhile, she's standing in the mirror just applying fake eyelashes like it's not even a thing. And all I can think is, girl, I don't know what it's like to be pregnant, and I won't pretend I have any idea, 
But if that's not just a relatable-ass mood... <laughs> it's like, the world is burning down around you, and it's just like, eh, whatever. Everything in shambles, a completely life-overhauling thing is happening, some of it good, some of it bad, and everybody else in your life is freaking out about it, and you're just standing there like, might as well I, look good. Yeah, it's like, I, sure, whatever. Yeah, all in all, I like this movie a lot. It sounds like a good time. Yeah, A24 does know how to pick them. Alright, oh, okay, even better then. Yeah, it wasn't made by them, but it was distributed by them. Oh, alright. Yeah. No, this was directed by Sofia Coppola. Man, that name sounds familiar. I know she's done other things that I've seen. Why am I blinking so hard on this? I'm not sure that she has. I could've... Hmm. Like, she's... Don't, don't... Obviously, she's been in other stuff. Like, I mean, she's... Oh. She's Francis Ford Coppola's daughter, so... Oh, that's probably what it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's been in the Godfather movies. Right, okay. She was in Star yeah. Wars Episode One. She yeah, she was in Episode One. Okay, yeah, that makes more sense. I guess her last name is what got my attention more than anything else. Which yeah, it's very very unfortunate to say. <laughs> but all of her directorial stuff is stuff I haven't seen before. Hmm. But I probably need to fix that now. Yeah, same. Yeah, all, this is definitely worth a watch. I think, especially if you don't mind. You know what? If you're if you're super attached to Elvis, maybe don't. Yeah. <laughs> Or do, just learn about more about the real world, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that too. That too. Mm -hmm. Apparently Elvis's daughter was not a fan of this movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Did we, was anything said by Priscilla herself? She's an executive oh, she, producer. She's an executive producer. Alright, I guess we know what her thought process was then. <laughs> yeah. Hmm, alrighty. So, yeah, you know what, uh... It, yeah, definitely. Yeah, go watch this. You know what? Even if mm -hmm. even if you don't want Elvis's memory tarnished, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah, it's probably not a bad idea to see it. Go see it anyway, because like I'm not saying he was a bad guy in general, but this was in fact a pretty despicable thing he done did, regardless mm. of the reason. Right. And I don't want to hear, oh, it was the '60s slash '50s, because that doesn't make it right. That just made it more normal. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, mm -hmm. that about wraps that up, so thanks so much for listening, everybody. If you haven't already, per my last desperate plea, please like, comment, subscribe, share the video around, follow us on Twitter, TikTok, Spotify, whatever you want to do. You don't have to do any of it. It just helps. Right. Next week, it's time for the Marvels. It is indeed time for the Marvels. We still haven't gotten tickets for it. No, we have not. <laughs> we are part of the problem. <laughs> We are part of why a bunch of chuds are going to go online and go, Woke Marvel is failing, or whatever. Mm. I didn't even talk about that Variety article that I wanted to slam. Right. Oh, well. Doesn't really matter. Probably better off not pulling attention to it anyway. True, true. In any case, this has been Under the Bridge with Cody, a.k.a. the Scarlet Troll. And with Greg, a.k.a. Greg. And we'll catch you guys next week. Goodbye, everybody. Bye!